You are listening to episode one of the Dragon Dad podcast, your bite-sized journey through the Dragon Ball manga. And in this episode, we are covering chapter one, which is entitled Bloomers and the Monkey King. Hello and welcome to episode one of the Dragon Dad podcast, which is covering chapter one of the Dragon Ball manga. Now, the basic gist of this chapter is that a teenage girl named Bulma, who is also from the city, I should say, meeting a wild boy named Goku, who's from the countryside, and they are embarking on a quest together to gather the seven Dragon Balls, which are magical items that will grant her wish for a boyfriend. A super cute boyfriend, actually. She very specifically adds that part. Um, Yeah, this is chapter one, and this is the beginning of that Dragon Ball. I can honestly say this is probably an epic because it's such a long story. It's not as, you know, epic as maybe One Piece is, which is, you know, closing in on a thousand chapters at the time of this recording, but it's pretty close. This is the start. This is the the humble beginning of this entire Dragon Ball franchise, and it's about a boy and a girl and a very, very loose retelling of Journey to the West, which is a Chinese, I believe it's a fable. Not necessarily a fable, actually. I think it's more like just a myth of some sort. It's a story. It's an ancient Chinese story, and there have been a lot, a lot, a lot of adaptations of Journey to the West uh, throughout, you know, the many, many years in popular culture and media, and this is Akira Toriyama's, like, first try. Well, not his first try, actually. He actually made some other tries, but I digress. Uh, So anyway, some points about this chapter is that this boy named Goku, he is entirely self-sufficient and super strong and has a tail. Now, obviously, because this is kind of his own retelling of Journey to the West, the author gave him a tale because he's the, you know, the representation of the Monkey King. And uh, Bulma is obviously the the priest that's part of Journey to the West. And so, you know, it's this very, very loose retelling, obviously, because it's taking place in what looks like a modern day type thing, because, you know, there's vehicles and whatnot, but it's also got like a very magical and science fiction bent to it. Uh... And setting this up with him with the tail and whatnot, obviously, because it's part of, you know, the retelling of the Journey to the West, he needs to kind of look like a monkey boy. But that really, really pays off when we get to Dragon Ball Z, which actually explains why he has a tail, but he's not actually a monkey. It's kind of interesting, like, he did not plan this for sure. The manga author did not plan this, obviously. (laughs) But he, he is, like, the master of... I don't know what to say. Not necessarily procrastination, but figuring things out at the top of his head. It's really interesting. Like, looking back on this in retrospect, obviously we know he has a tail because blah, 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 blah. But seeing it introduced and then seeing how it pays off later, quite nicely done. And that's flying by the seat of your pants. Um, Another thing that, the, the second point that I wrote down is Bulma not planning on telling Goku the whole truth about the Dragon Balls. She gives him the long explanation about what Dragon Balls are, and she sees that her grandpa's Dragon Ball has four stars, and she's got the other ones, or a couple other ones, and they all have different number of stars in them, but she's not actually going to tell him what's going to happen to the Dragon Balls once you made your wish. And that's kind of a punk thing to do. You can kind of see that she's not entirely on the up and up, this Bulma girl, and it's kind of, I guess, a little bit manipulative, honestly, (laughs) to get this super strong young lad to join you, and help you out and everything but it's she's not really like the kindest person at this point and obviously that's going to change later on down the road and you probably already know what changes down the road because you've probably already seen the series at this point you don't have to have me to spoil it for you but 
it, it does pay off eventually, you know, same thing with the, the tail on Goku, but it, it's kind of, it's kind of mean, let me tell you. Um, you, you, it, the third thing that I'm pointing out for this chapter, and I don't know if I'm actually going to number these in a future episode, but just kind of go off on like a long summarized tangent, I don't know. But the third thing that I wrote down is that it makes perfect sense that Goku thinks Bulma is a witch. Yeah, totally, this guy's like way off in country Bumpkinville, living in the mountains, you know, killing dinosaurs and snakes and fish every day and eating it and he doesn't know what a car is he doesn't know about these vehicles coming from these capsules and she's just like oh yeah it's a car and here's my motorcycle coming out of this capsule and obviously he thinks she's a witch that makes perfect sense you know introducing technology to somebody in a less gradual way obviously somebody's going to be like whoa that is quite magical and then the fourth thing that I really wanted to point out for this chapter is that talking dinosaurs apparently exist in this world. So you have this great scientific advancement of, you know, these capsules, and you have different types of vehicles and flying vehicles that clearly this young girl is able to get a hold of. Obviously, we know why she's able to, but it just seems to be standard fare for people living in this world that these things exist, and yet there's talking dinosaurs, which begs the question, like, you know, can you really eat the talking dinosaur? Like what sense of, like, identity and self do they have, some sort of consciousness or higher consciousness? Like, what are the ethical standards for that? Because you find out later on that animal people are just a normal part of this world, and it's like, huh, crazy. So you got these, like, animals that are subservient to people, basically, you know, your household pets and whatnot, and you see dogs and cats, but then you also see that there's dogs and cat people just walking around, and it's quite this interesting world that this author has created, let me tell you. <laughs> and it... This, this dinosaur pterodactyl thing captures Bulma at the end of the chapter, and Goku has to save her by using the motorcycle to launch off a slope, and, you know, that shows that he has good adapt adaptability. I can't speak, apparently, today. He, he, he can adjust to these different circumstances, which is also a character trait of his that he seems to have in the future. But that's pretty much it for chapter one. It's just a fun little introduction to this new new series, and from what I read, like, he was not planning on this lasting for more than a couple chapters, hardly at all, and he did not set out to write this big grand epic, that's for sure. So, from humble beginnings come mighty tales, and that's kind of just how mythology works, I guess. So, that's it for chapter one, and tune in next time for chapter two. <laughs> Thank you for listening to this episode of the Dragon Dad Podcast. This podcast is a subsidiary podcast of the Henshin Dad Podcast, so if you would like to reach me, please contact me via Twitter at Henshin Dad, that's H-E-N-S-H-I-N-D-A-D, or you can send me an email at henshindad at gmail.com. If you've enjoyed this episode, please feel free to rate, subscribe, share, review it, whatever you need to do using whatever podcasting platform you have, I would greatly appreciate it. And until next time, remember, you are the hero guy. <laughs>